massive announcements today. Those of you who've been on splashmagazine.com.au would know or subscribe to get your Splash e-news every two weeks. You can do that free on the website. Out of Victoria and WA, two big announcements happening that you're going to hear about today. Also, two great interviews that we've got for you as well. So, look, it's a huge show. Lots going on, as always. Thanks for joining us. Ready, set, splash. Haywood's 1.85 horsepower TriStar VS Pump is built to last even under the most demanding conditions. Super quiet in operation with easy to customise speeds, countdown timers and priming time. It even shows real-time power consumption in watts for immediate feedback to maximise those energy savings. It's designed for simple installation. TriStar variable speed pumps can also operate in standalone mode or connect to the Haywood OmniLogic automation system for seamless control. Visit haywoodpool.com.au for details. That's haywood-pool.com au today. Well, you are with me, David Stennett. Welcome to the Splash Podcast, where we talk about all things pool and spa industry around our great region of this uh, wonderful planet in Australia and New Zealand. So much going on. Our feet have hardly touched the ground in a couple of years. We've been Busy, busy, busy. Uh, but really, I, I think the demand that we've seen has been something incredible. Uh, a lot of changes going on economically. Uh, at the moment, obviously, interest rates continue to go up. The the petrol excise in Australia, anyway, uh, is back in full. The government have returned uh, the 44 cent tax rather than halving it to 22 cents on every litre of petrol we fill up. But my New Zealand friends, you know the uh, the cost of living even more so than we do here in Australia. You've been under some pressure for some time uh, with all those complexities as well. Uh, there is. As always, much happening around the industry, but I want to touch quickly around a couple of important changes that are underway at the moment uh, to really unify us as an industry. For some time now, uh, New Zealand, you have been part of uh, the Sparza movement. It's not Sparza Australia. It's not Sparza New Zealand. It is Sparza, the Swimming Pool and Spa Association uh, that you've been a part of. And there are some things happening, which uh, I want to talk about just quickly. After we do that, two really uh, interesting interviews today. One uh, from a a UK import uh, who's now at Dab Pumps, uh, who are an Italian powerhouse in pump manufacturing around the world. Uh, this UK export or import here to Australia, export for them, uh, leading their sales and marketing in this country. He just missed the Splash Trade Show. But we have a chat with uh, with Nick about that product and in particular uh, the market as well. And also uh, someone that many of you will be familiar with, been around the industry for a long time. He's not that old, but he's been around a long time. And that is uh, Carl Vos from Remco and it is an absolute pleasure to sit down and catch up with Carl and some of the knowledge and the bespoke product that uh, that is created out of, of Remco in Melbourne as well uh, and uh, where that's come from and, and some of the trends and things going on in our industry. But before we get to those interviews, what is happening in our industry that's so exciting? Well, Sparza uh, has made an announcement with Sparza WA uh, of a proposal that has been uh, that recommends that members vote, the WA members vote to amalgamate with Sparza Australia. So it's not a done deal yet, but the WA committee uh, has made a recommendation to its members. Uh, so on splashmagazine.com.au, 
It says that in a groundbreaking decision, indeed it is, uh, of national significance here, the Sparza Western Australia Committee has reviewed a Sparza Australia proposal. So that's this Sparza uh, group, the Australia New Zealand we spoke about just before, just known as Sparza, for amalgamation and has unanimously agreed to support it, full support of uh, their committee uh, towards this recommendation. Uh, I read on. The proposal outlined the benefits and legalities of a potential merger. After careful consideration, the Sparza WA Committee voted unanimously to recommend the amalgamation subject to the results of due diligence, as you would expect, and some additional information to be provided by Sparza Australia. That work is currently being undertaken. Uh, the decision to amalgamate must be made by all eligible members of Sparza WA with a vote anticipated before the end of the year. Members will be provided with the formal proposal as well as the guidance from the Sparza WA committee, uh, working obviously closely with their members as they've always done and continue to do, and an information session held where they can ask questions to ensure an informed vote takes place. Uh, the Sparza WA president, Liz Hollingdale, many of you will know Liz, uh, says that the committee believes it is time to make the next logical step. Uh, she goes on to say, we've been collaborating and aligning our practices with the national body for the past five years. We're hopeful to participate in a way that safeguards the unique aspects of the WA industry. Uh, this is an exciting proposal and it will be a big step forward. We ask that all members take an active interest in this matter. Uh, Liz Hollingdale says she has reasonable grounds to believe the vote can be achieved uh, before the end of the year after information sessions have been held and once all legal and due diligence requirements have been met. So there's obviously a, a process that needs to occur here, but it is underway and that is, uh, that is good for our industry with the conversations that we have here at Splash. Uh, the feeling is very good on both sides and the decisions of the WA committee was unanimous, uh, says Liz Hollandale. Asparza Australia New Zealand CEO Lindsay McGrath says the amalgamation represents a great opportunity to add value for Western Australia while incorporating the positive contributions of WA members into the national body and indeed uh, there are positive contributions over a long, long time uh, from WA into WA to be uh, continued going forward. Continuing the quote from Lindsay McGrath, he says, if the proposal is accepted, it will be mutually beneficial for all parties, making both WA and Sparza Australia better. Uh, Splash is going to continue updating this story in the near future as developments progress, as you would expect. Uh, if you do want more information uh, in this article, there is a link to the uh, to contact the executive officer, that's Sadie Stevenson uh, at WA. You can email her at sadie uh, at sparzawa.com.au as well to find out more information. So good things afoot there in our industry with a WA uh, committee recommending a amalgamation, a merge into... Uh, the rest of Australia and New Zealand. How great will that be to have a, a unified uh, voice representing industry all the way from the far east, hello Kiwis, uh, in New Zealand, right across the width and breadth of this incredible country here, Australia, uh, to the wonderful uh, work and industry over in Western Australia, uh, all being represented together. But that is not all that is happening. Many of you I would be aware, particularly my Victorian listeners, hello Victoria, uh, that there have been two summer shows for the consumer uh, in Melbourne. Well, that is about to be 
finished. We are going to a single show. A news release come out uh, from Sparza Australia and the Master Pool Builders Association uh, that says on behalf of both the Master Pool Builders Association and the Swimming Pool and Spa Association, we are pleased to announce that the February 2023 Melbourne Pool and Spa Show will be presented by both associations. Uh, both associations acknowledge the positive impact in one summer show and that would make to all the members, the community and the industry at large. Uh, the event will take place uh, called the Melbourne Pool and Spa Show. It's going to run from February 3rd to February 5th, 2023. Can you believe it's almost 2023? At the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Hello, Jeff's Shed, uh, the giant place that that is, uh, with a joint commitment to delivering a professional and sophisticated pool and spa show. Both organisations are thrilled at this development. Uh, they go on to say the joint position from the CEOs, Chris Samatis and Lindsay McGrath, have stated together that we have listened to members and exhibitors and in the interests of all, both associations have come together for the greater good. So everything you've come to know about the dynamic and successful summer show, well, that's going to be on full display with a huge range of pool and spa offerings along with uh, all of the backyard inspiration that you've come to expect. Um, the associations have signed a three-year deal um, on this, an agreement to work together on the Melbourne Summer Show, really going to provide long-term uh, stability and consistency for exhibitors, for industry. Uh, you can find a prospectus will be available uh, in well, pretty much now, early October, that should be out for exhibitors to contact uh, your association representative. Uh, plenty of good things happening in our industry. Uh, more unification, more working together, more of a single voice for all that we do. Now, moving forward uh, in this podcast, we've got those interviews coming up. Stick around, make sure you listen to them. Of course, reach out through the Splash website, splashmagazine.com.au. Make sure that you are registered for free on there to get your updates every two weeks straight into your email inbox uh, about all the news that's going on with our Splash email news uh, that is huge goes out to thousands of you uh, that is growing every every uh, every week after week every fortnight after fortnight that we send that out so make sure you register for free to receive that and we are looking forward to seeing you out there real soon stick around a couple of interviews coming up Making chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader, winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data. Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. Welcome to another Splash interview. I am joined by the Sales and Marketing Manager all the way, well, from the UK, but now living and based in Australia at Dab Pumps in Melbourne, Nick Mehmet. Welcome to the Splash Podcast. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. How long have you, uh, how long have you graced our fair shores for now, Nick? Presently, it's been uh, two and a half months. Okay. So I arrived the, 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 the latter part of uh, June into, into July, so yeah, it's only been a couple of months now. And based here in Melbourne, so you've been just in time for uh, the footy finals. Correct. And, uh, and how's that been for you, to compare to anything that you see in the UK around the EPL? It's been, a, um, it's been an education. I, I went to my first game without understanding the rules, and I went to my first game alone and not having anyone to, to guide me, and uh, it seemed like a bit of a melee. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, 
I've got you know absolute utmost respect and admiration for the players. It's a, it's a tough game. It's a tough sport. Well, many of our listeners from uh, Queensland and New South Wales who are rugby league first before AFL would probably agree with you that it does look like a bit of a melee. So I think that's okay. Did you choose a team yet? You live in Melbourne. It's a religion down here. Have you chosen a church? Well, since I've moved here, I've only ever lived in one suburb, and that's been St Kilda. Okay. So the Saints. I've, I've had to had to gravitate I... towards them. And again, coming from the UK and being a West Ham fan, we're not used to winning. We're used to disappointment. And as I understand it, you're the same as a St Kilda fan as well. So <laughs> it, fit, it fits well. I think that's about right. There, are, I think everyone's got a little soft spot in this country for St Kilda, anyone who follows AFL at all. But you're not here for the football. You are here on behalf of DAB. Tell us a little bit about your history within, uh, within the company and what brought you out to our part of the world, Nick. Yeah, so I um, started at DAB um, in 2008 um, as in uh, internal sales um, colleague where I was doing all the processing and quotations um, and then was fortunately afforded a lot of opportunities within the UK, um, within the UK team. So um, uh, sales manager, area sales manager, national sales manager was my, was my last role within the UK organisation. Um, and then... We had um, a colleague who was from Italy running um, the, the, the DOC office, or the office out here uh, in Oceania, right. um, who was returning to Italy. So, yeah, it was a, it was a uh, are you ready for, for the next step? Um, and do you want to move to the other side of the world? So, um, so yeah, it took, uh, took a while to get the visa sorted. Um, COVID didn't help matters with that. So, um, yeah, now, now I'm here. So what have you got your sights set on now that you are here? What's, what's the future look like for DAB in this part of the world and for your role in particular as well, Nick? Yeah, so we've had um, a long association with, with the market here. So we, uh, we have a customer who's been promoting and um, selling our products, uh, promoting the brand for, for near on 40 years. Um, so a big task is to, is to support what they're doing on the domestic side of things. So a lot of activity is centered around growing the business on that side. Um, but as DAB, we manufacture a, a huge catalog of products. So our focus is, uh, as well as supporting the existing channels and supporting the existing products, is to enter into markets that we have not been in before, right. the products that we already have. So... Um, we can end, we're entering into the swimming pool market. We're entering into um, more cold water boosting, um, HEVAC um, opportunities, commercial building services, sewage, um, and then larger scale industrial kind of agrigo, uh, agriculture and ag- uh, irrigation um, as well. So we've got um, the office was set up originally in 2016, 2017. So we're into kind of our fifth year now, um, and, mm. and, and, and things are going well. We're, we're moving on and we're progressing very well. Dab, I think most of our listeners would be aware, and if you're not, well, get ready for to be educated a little bit. We like to do that on Splash. Is you know the pedigree is Italian. It's an Italian pedigree. And when we think of Italian, even in Melbourne here, we think Italian leather, we think Italian coffee, we think Ferrari, we think Italian style in particular, and maybe Italian food as well. Great pizza and pasta and so forth. But actually, Italy has a huge pedigree in innovation and engineering. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think most people will be surprised when you consider how many manufacturers come out of Italy, not mm. just in, in pumps, but actually in, in, in all uh, manners of, of manufacturing. So there's a large um, manufacturing uh, centre in the northern part of Italy. And we as that, we, we do lead 
with innovation. We do lead with, with pushing the boundaries and, and, and pushing the market. And, and anyone who's been, let's say, switched on to DAB over the last few years will, would have seen that the products we're bringing out are are taking a lot of that Italian flair from mm. a from a design from an aesthetics perspective, um, and and really packaging something that is uh, a way ahead of, of what everyone else is doing, but also um, it looks the part as well. Yeah, which is really interesting. I mean, just because something's always been done a particular way, you know, a pool pump, for example, wet end, back end, put them both together, you can look at a pool pump and go, that's a pool pump. Um, you know, it might have a different badge on a different wet end, slightly different efficiencies and so forth. But, you know, DAB is sort of looking at some of these products that I've just seen looking through your catalogue, um, reinventing, I suppose, from an industrial design perspective, the way some of these things look, feel and um, create new efficiencies. Yeah, it's using technologies that, that are, are brand new and putting it into into uh, existing applications and existing products. And like you said, it's the it's not taking that mentality of, okay, that's how it's been, always been done, so we're just going to do it in the same way. It's how do we bring something new to the table and how do we push forward with, with, with our ideas and our concepts. And that could be uh, along the lines of connectivity, remote connectivity, so not necessarily just a physical product, but actually a, a service as well. Mm. Um, but also, you know, permanent magnet motor, use of efficient hydraulics, um, very much centred on giving the consumer something that is efficient and giving the consumer something that, that actually, for the most part, they've never, they've never seen before. You know, we were talking as well before, Nick, around some of the uh, production manufacturing process, and I want to come back and touch on that just a little bit. You know, we are seeing a lot more, we're going to be talking a lot more on this podcast in the months and years ahead about ESG, and that is environmental social governance. That is becoming a, a key uh, thing that we're going to have to pivot towards in the industry and show how we are, we are you know, creating environmental social governance uh, within our own business and manufacturing processes. Nick, tell us a little bit about some of the things you were sharing with me before, that manufacturing process, um, particularly out of Italy, I believe, uh, where you're engaging some of these efficiencies. Yeah, so we have um, robotic, optimised robotic uh, production facilities, so production 4.0 for, for, for some of our domestic circulators, um, which is you know a fantastic production to watch, but also obviously ensures that um, there's efficiency there as well in the production uh, from a production perspective. Uh, in terms of um, sustainability, the use of solar panels, the use of only um, uh, accessing uh, renewable energy when we have to purchase it from the grid, Recycling of, of production water as well. Um, there's a policy coming in for uh, electric vehicles for, for for the car for the fleets as well. Mm. So you know we we're very much centred around ensuring that we're producing products that is efficient, but we're practicing what we preach from a production perspective as well. Uh, you are still reasonably new into this market, but you come with a wealth of experience from you know a big market, a market that does things maybe slightly differently in some ways. Uh, can be even further ahead than we are here in Australia, particularly around um, the ESG model. Um, what what we what do you see as the opportunities here? What are the things that we can look forward to in the future in this market? Yeah, I think there's there's big opportunities. I think uh, when you talk about governance, it's it's it's, uh, it's behind Europe in the sense of what is required from uh, uh, from a basic level of uh, efficiency in, in certain motors and certain industries. Mm. So I think that there's going to be more emphasis on that moving forward. Um, the benefit of that is you're providing the consumer with something that has been 
tested and providing the consumer with something that is actually um, at a level where it needs to be. So you whittle down the number of manufacturers and at the end of the day, premium quality prevails. So you get um, the life cycle of the product uh, is, is greatly increased. Um, you know, what the opportunities for us as an organisation here are, are vast. As I said, we've been... Um, in the market for, um, for, for, for let's say, best part of 40 years mm-hmm. as a brand, but a lot of the industries that we're now focusing our attention towards, we've never really been um, visible in. So this is something that we're, we're keen to do from a localised perspective is, is create that awareness and visibility. Um, we do that with social media engagements. We do that with um, video tutorials and videos that we're creating as well. So we're, we're creating a, um, a buzz around DAB um, and, and getting people to look at us for a lot of the products that they've never seen before. Well, you're certainly investing in this part of the world. Thank you for the support that you gave as a gold sponsor to our Splash event. I know you just missed out on being at the Splash trade show. I, uh, you, can, you can trust me, and I'm sure your team has told you as well it was an absolutely phenomenal event. You guys, uh, as Dab, gave us a lot of support as a gold sponsor there. I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to let our listeners know that you will again be gold sponsors in 2024. What do you? I mean, it was an incredible stand that you guys um, delivered at that event. What are we going to see in 2024? Do you think? What? Come on, if we cast our, our well, this is mind it. Get, like you said, you know, bringing that Italian flair, I guess, to the uh, to, to to the show. But no, no, in all seriousness, it was a, it was a fantastic stand. So so the guys, uh, the team here, did very well they did. in designing that uh, and and getting the product positioned correctly, and obviously manning the stand as well. Um, so you know, we've got uh, an interesting couple of years ahead. I think in the industry, especially with the um, uh, with the gems uh, standard uh, approaching. So I think that will be interesting. To, to understand how the next couple of years develops and I think that will that will lead into what people are what direction people are taking at the show in a yeah. couple of years time as well um, because I think that, that as you said before governance is, is important and governance is coming and um, people will be, will be shouting from the rooftops if they're, if they're ahead of the curve and I think that will play a big part especially in your innovation area as well. 100% you know, that is something we are going to be talking about more on the podcast uh, in coming days, weeks and months too, will be the GEMS regulator and the star rating that's going on to pumps uh, as well, uh, which we are excited about. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on the Splash podcast. Well, look out for the ads in Splash and look out for more content and certainly make sure that you have time set aside in 2024 to be at the Splash Trade Show where Dab will be gold sponsors again. Nick Mehmet, thank you so much for joining us on the Splash Podcast today. Thank you very much, David. Luidra is proud to bring you Magnapool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. Magnapool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart Sensors and Ultra Long Life Cell ensures Magnapool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to Magnapool today. I am with Carl Vosheka at Remco in Melbourne. Carl, thanks for making some time to join us on the Splash Podcast. Pleasure, David. Uh, Carl, Remco, a brand that, uh, that we all know, but tell us a little bit as we get started in our industry conversation today about the brand itself, your involvement over the years. 
Yeah, no problem. Look, uh, Remco was established in uh, 1986. It was founded by my father, Uli Vosheger. And back then, uh, we were all about automatic roller shutters. It's a completely different product range. And that company kind of diversified into uh, a, a high-speed industrial door uh, arm as well, which um, was really unique at the time for Australia and was adopted by a lot of the manufacturing facilities around the country. At that stage, uh, we were approached by a pool builder um, who uh, had asked, been asked by a customer for a fully automatic pool cover. What, um, what year was that, you reckon, if you could pin a time, type of era that on would it? Have been, that would have been mid-90s. Mid okay. Um, and the pool builder knew of us as a, a, a supplier of fully automatic doors. Yeah which operate on the vertical and, of course, thought, well, maybe we could kind of do it on the horizontal as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, there was absolutely no correlation in the, in the, in the engineering or the technology, but um, my father, um, just, just as it happened, as an apprentice electrician many, many years ago in Europe, had seen a product very similar, uh, facilitated the very first automatic pool cover to be installed in the country, and, and that's, that's how it started. So we kind of became aware of a... Um, a need or a demand in the marketplace for that type of product. We, we started uh, and, and, and manufactured the first Australian version of that type of product, which originated in Incredible. Europe at the time. So some German-inspired engineering manufactured in Australia to solve a problem. It's kind of the Australian way, isn't it? See a problem, find a solution. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was really embraced, especially by um, all of the local architects at the time, having something that was fully retractable where you could just press a button. It was, um, it was a really a, a breath of fresh air, I think. What are some of the evolutionary changes that you've seen over that time, Carl? Because you've been around the business uh, for, for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a, it's a really broad question. Learnings, I, I think if I, had to, if I had to kind of talk about a couple, it would be uh, to just make sure that your business is jam-packed full of the very best people you can find uh, because um, there's no greater asset within a business. That's probably one of the lessons that we've learned over the journey. And then, of course, having really high-quality, innovative product. Mm. Um, um, you need both of those together for a successful business. And that's a continuing process, that innovation, Carl? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we, we're constantly trying to improve our product and we're trying to keep abreast of um, different technologies that are available that we can kind of build into it. So far, um, I think we've been able to stay ahead of the curve from a world perspective. You know, what, what the product that we're offering here, you're not going to find any better anywhere else. I was surprised when we were talking earlier, the ability for a product like what Remco does being uh, retrofitted to pools. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You know, we're, we're so fortunate in this country to, to have the climate that can allow for swimming for such a, you know, a large part of the year. And there are so many pools around. One of the opportunities for, for our industry is exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, it's aftermarket installations. And, and, and over the journey, we've made sure that we've, with each of our product categories, um, we've had an, an offering in that space. So each of our automatic pool cover systems, we have an aftermarket um, offering. Um, our swim jet turbines, we, we now have aftermarket systems that can simply be dropped into any, any mm. swimming pool. It's, it's a huge opportunity for growth for, for anyone operating in this space. 
Look, our industry has seen really quite incredible growth over the last couple of years, which has come with its own set of challenges. What do you see going forward, Carl, for, for both Remco, but you know, really wider as an industry with consumer trends and so forth? Oh, look, I guess everybody's battled with the same challenges uh, over the past couple of years, be it um, supply chain or, um, you know, getting really good staff and retention of staff. But again, I, I think overwhelmingly we're, we're, we're so lucky to, to be operating in this marketplace. Mm. I think probably the bigger challenge is, is how to harness um, the, the opportunities that, that, that do exist here, how best to do that moving forward not forgetting how many pools are being built each year, the kind of climate that we have here, the wealth generally within the, within the country. If you compare us to other countries around the world, it's, uh, we're very, very lucky. Obviously, home values have increased dramatically um, over the last few years as well, more and more people wanting to invest in their backyard. We're seeing more from an automation point of view around a pool yeah, the Remco covers certainly fit into that a little more um, you know, bespoke and you know push of a button. You see this trend as something that's continuing. You're yeah. seeing a growth, a demand increase yeah. on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're seeing more and more plans from architects with fully integrated systems that, that, that are completely hidden. Um, automation is um, really high on the priority list for most um, people designing a brand-new um, home. And, and then, um, you know, the, the tech that's available now, you know, the automation side of it, um, we're making sure that it, all of our products are compatible with those kind of systems um, as long as it's safe to do so. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely a lot, of, a lot of opportunity there and a lot of growth in those areas. Thank you for making some time for us. If people do want to have a chat with you or know anything more about uh, what it is that you're doing here at Remco, where do they reach out to? Oh, look, straight to the website, uh, remco.com.au, um, or uh, give us a call. We're more than happy to assist. Thank you for joining us today, Carl, and we will see you, I'm sure, around at the consumer shows as well this year. Pleasure. Thanks. Well, believe it or not, that wraps up another Splash podcast. Appreciate you joining me on the journey as we continue to progress uh, as an industry, getting better all the time. Uh, really good news there out of Victoria uh, for a unified single point of contact and branding for uh, a Melbourne consumer show and also with uh, a committed decision towards recommendation of a unification of associations for a single voice for our industry, which is just wonderful right across from New Zealand across to WA we'll see you next time on ready set splash